From Clocker Valley in County Tyrone, we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us as Gospel Minister, the Reverend Peter McIntyre is here to let the Bible speak and preach Christ in all his fullness. Hi there, Peter McIntyre with you for the next 15 minutes. Please stay tuned as we consider God's Word and as we listen to a message and song. We'll be turning to Deuteronomy chapter 15 first. Here's the Reverend William McRae. He's my Lord There is no other one Who can calm the storms of life Like my Lord He gives rest to the Gives new life to the hopeless There's no doubt about it He's my Lord He's my Lord There is no Like my Lord He gives rest to the wind Gives new life to the hearts There's no doubt about it He's my Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? Eyes have seen, ears have heard, it's recorded in God's Word. Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? 
Isn't he wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Isn't Jesus, my Lord, so wonderful? As you see, here's a prayer, it's recorded in God's Word. Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? There's no doubt about it. He's my This afternoon I'm going to read some verses to you from Deuteronomy chapter 15. We'll read verse 1 and then we'll read the verses 12 to 15. At the end of every seven years thou shalt make a release. And if thy brother an Hebrew man or an Hebrew woman be sold unto thee and serve thee six years, then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee. And when thou sendest him out free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock, and out of thy floor, and out of thy winepress. Of that wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. We'll end our reading there at the verse 15. This afternoon I would like to talk to you about the seventh year. The number seven is a very important figure in the language of the Holy Ghost. Without a doubt, it is the most symbolic number in the Bible. God made a week with seven days. In Pharaoh's vision, there were seven fat cows. Jacob worked for seven years to win Rachel. Seven ram's horns sounded before the walls of Jericho fell down. In the book of Revelation, there are seven golden vials, seven plagues, seven thunders, seven candlesticks, seven stars, seven churches. The Lord used seven loaves to feed the thousands. He cast seven devils out of a particular woman. We read about a lamb with seven horns. In this book where seven is woven into the holy fabric, we are not surprised to read that in ancient times, Israel was to make a release every seven years. The seventh day of the week was the weekly Sabbath, a special day of rest. The seventh year was to be a year of rest. The land was not to be ploughed, nor was it to be sown. God promised that he would give a harvest on the sixth year, which would provide for the sabbatical year when there would be no harvest. This was also known as the year of release. Debts were to be cancelled, and slaves were to be released from their servitude. When we speak of slaves in the ancient economy of Israel, don't think of the barbaric practices which stole the Africans from their coastal villages as they were exported to the great plantations in the Caribbean and the southern states of America. There were particular rules that governed the slaves in the Old Testament. God did not allow the slave owner to be cruel. That was expressly forbidden. And there were also rules as to how these slaves were to be treated. And in the seventh year, these slaves were to be set free. The reason why men or women became slaves under the ancient Jewish economy was because of debt. If they had debts that they could not pay, they became bankrupt, they became insolvent. In order to repay those debts, they had to work for their creditor. So in a sense, they were earning through their work. They were paying back what they owed 
that man who was their master. And so we begin to understand that slavery in the scripture was very different from slavery in the modern context. But in the seventh year, these slaves were to be set free. And this is what I want to think about. This year of release, the seventh year in the economy of ancient Israel. If you're unsaved today, if you don't know the Lord as Saviour, you're in a very solemn position. You owe God a debt. Remember, people became slaves in ancient times because of their debts. You owe God a debt. What is the debt that you owe God? You owe him a life of perfect obedience to his holy law. But alas, we have all broken that law, haven't we? As a consequence of our sin, we have broken the law. If you break the law in one small part, you're guilty of all. Because we have broken God's law, God will exact the payment from us. How will he do that? He will do that in hell for all eternity. That is the only way by which that payment can be exacted if we don't know Christ as Saviour. That's what hell is all about. Man repaying to God the debt that he owes him. There is only one way by which that debt can be erased in this life. And that is through Christ. That's what the cross was all about. Jesus Christ taking upon himself our debts. Paying those debts on Calvary. And that is what the Bible means when it says the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. The debts have been paid. The blood washes it all away. DeWitt Talmage was an American preacher. He went to minister in Brooklyn in 1868. In his own words, he became the pastor of the smallest church in New York. He received a unanimous call from 19 members. Revival swept through that little congregation. Thousands were converted. The church became packed. The church was burnt down, however, but it was rebuilt as a larger building, which could accommodate thousands. After seven short years, the new tabernacle, as it became known, housed the largest congregation in New York City. What was the secret of the success of Talmage? In his own words, he said, This church, this tabernacle was camped midway between Sinai and Calvary. That is the message the church needs to preach today. The church's position is halfway between Sinai and Calvary. Sinai is the place of the law. The law tells us that we have broken the law, that we owe God a debt. We deserve to go to hell. We need to hear that message. But Calvary is the message of love, that Jesus Christ died for us. The church must preach A balanced message. There is the wrath of God. There is the love of God. It is the only message that God blesses. Faithful proclamation of his word. You owe God a debt today. It is only through Christ you can be released from that debt. But if you are unconverted, you are not only in debt, but you are a slave. Remember, people were slaves in ancient times because of their debts. And because of the debt you owe God, you are a slave. What are you a slave to? Let's think of a little acrostic of the word slave. Letter S stands for servant. A slave is a servant. You're a servant of the devil. You serve him. The word L stands for lust. The lust is our own desires, our own inordinate, sinful, immoral desires. The desire to do what pleases our flesh. Or is it not true that you're a slave to your lusts? You want to do what you want? You want to ignore God and his word? The letter A stands for Adam. We are slaves to our sin, to ourselves, to the devil, because of Adam. We sinned with Adam. He is our representative. He has passed the legacy of sin to us all. That's why we're slaves. 
The letter V stands for vacant. There's a vacancy in our hearts and in our souls because of our slavery, because of our servitude. Only Christ can fill that vacancy. There's not an emptiness in your heart today. The letter E stands for everyone. Every man, every woman born as a slave to sin. That's the way we are born. There seems to be no escape from it. But there is an escape. In Isaiah 61 verse 1 we read, The Spirit of God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those that are bound. Yes, there is hope for you today because of Christ. He is the one that preaches here. He binds the brokenhearted. He proclaims liberty to the captives. He opens the prison to those that are bound. I want you to remember something. The slaves in ancient times in the seventh year that were released. There is a release for you. A perfect release. There is liberty available. Only those who know Christ have liberty. If you're not a Christian, you're not truly at liberty. You're not a free agent. You're serving yourself. You're sin. You're bound. You're in chains. Only Christ can set you free. He has offered you life. Life more abundant. Would you not come today and take Christ and experience the freedom of the gospel? Please consider these words and I thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak. If we can be of any further spiritual help or if you would like to receive some free gospel literature, we invite you to write to us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. That's Let the Bible Speak, Rev. Peter McIntyre, 13 Willand Crescent, 5 Mile Town, County Tyrone, BT75OQL. You may hear Mr. McIntyre preach each Lord's Day here in Clocker Valley Free Presbyterian Church at 11.30am and 7pm. For further information, you may phone us at 028-8952-1611. We assure you of a very warm welcome at all the services and look forward to having you visit with us. Thank you for listening today. May the Lord richly bless you. And don't forget to tune in on this same station at the same time next week when once again we turn to the Scriptures and let the Bible speak.